The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Hey, Tim, do you, do you appreciate the fact that we're all in the same time zone? I do. It made it easier because 8.30 or 8.15 for recording time would be f- miserable if we were on East Coast time for huh. me. Yeah, that wouldn't be great. <laughs> We've done it. And we, yeah, and you just go right back to, what is that? All right, guys, welcome to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Very special episode. Not really. We're just all in the same time zone because of the thermal test and same media day. Sweet. Same what? State. Same state. True. Yeah. We're very close to one another, geographically speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Alex, I just got to get straight into this. We're at you're at Thermal, and Thermal, as part of the deal, has so that, for those who don't know, Thermal is a motorsports country club out in the desert by Palm Springs, and it was built. Uh, there's a racetrack. There are garages. There are condo buildings there are homes there's a whole there's a hotel going up there's a spa it's this whole thing membership is very expensive it's very exclusive and you have your supercars there and you go and you track days and they have a little local race series and very cool imagine the sickest golf country club but it's it's all of course there's racetracks right it's like augusta but with something cool like driving cars rather than swinging sticks at balls right So part of the deal is they've got these guest houses called casitas and all the drivers got casitas. And so Alex is sitting in his casita and he just held up. Was it a giant chocolate bear? Is that what I saw? When I walked in, I thought that this was going to be like some cookie chocolate cookie thing. And I was like, I'm a little hungry. Um, I'm going to I'm going to snack on this. And also it'll piss off Tim. And it's not. It's three individual dates, which is very disappointing. Less cool. Yeah. Um, so during media day, which you did yesterday, it is also continuing on today. We're recording on a Wednesday. Um, did you get, did you eat the boxed lunch? They give you boxed lunches at media day. Did you get it? I got one. Yeah. Did you eat the cookie that was in it? I did. Cause I'm still finishing my, I still got some left. It's fire. Why are you, are you like trying to watch your figure or count your calories or something? Like how on earth has a cookie lasted you over 12 hours? Honestly, that's a fair question. The point is I finished the sandwich or the wrap or whatever, and then there was a bag of chips, and I was drinking a Diet Coke, and then I started the cookie, and I just got full, man. And so I was like, I'm not enjoying this anymore. I'm going to save it for later. I don't understand the concept. I know yeah. neither of you understand that concept. <laughs> <laughs> I don't right. I get it. So the more important question. So you didn't get a casitas, James, or casitas, or however it's pronounced? No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not a driver. I don't, I'm media. I don't qualify. So, so I'm in the hotel 40 minutes away. So who has a couch for me? Honestly, oh, I got a couch. Like there's no couch. Like you, 
You can sleep on the floor. There's a chair. Okay, so they spent they spent most of the architecture was was spent on making sure you had a high ceiling. Correct. Like okay. I would, I would be more than happy to welcome you to my casitas. Um, but or you can stay on the beautiful L-shaped couch here in the Renaissance. Right. Yeah. But I mean, who's got the better? Where Where are we going to set up the telescope? He definitely has better views of the sky. It's All actually right. like here's the thing, guys. Palm Springs, Palm Desert, thermal, wherever the. F- Sorry, we are like I am so geographically confused. Like I thought all of this was going to be pretty close to each other. Everything that I do is, is like twenty eight minutes away. Anyway, <laughs> it is it is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Like it is phenomenal here. Like it's yeah, really really nice. You get why it's a playground for the wealthy. It's a beautiful part of the country. Yeah, um, I, I don't think I'd like it in the summer. I no. imagine it's very warm. miserable in the summer. Yes. Yeah. But like, well, okay. right now, very nice. It's, a, it's yeah. a great winter. Again, we were talking about this. This is like, if you're in Eastern Canada and you want to get away for the winter, you go to Florida. Or the if Bahamas. If you're in Western too. Canada, or the Bahamas. Or if you're in Western Canada and you want to get away for the winter, you go to either like Scottsdale or Palm Springs. That's just kind of where people go. So a lot well, of Canucks. So, okay, you guys are down there. Very nice desert. Um all that. How's it been? I mean, Alex, it's, it's media, media stuff. And I know like your, your image has become the curmudgeon that hates talking to people, not inaccurately. I was going to say, what do you mean it's become? Revealed. People have started to realize that you're the curmudgeon that hates talking to people. So, you know, how you doing? How are you liking all the media stuff? Cause it seemed like I saw like a little mini like trike race or whatever that was. And I don't know. It seems like you guys are having fun. Honestly, Tim, here's the thing. Like, you're right. I think everyone, once all of us, it's taken seven to eight years. But once all of us have gotten (laughs) on the same page, I think it's a much more enjoyable experience for everyone. Because people kind of just either accept it or kind of buy into it and like feed into whatever they have for me that day. And that's just kind of what we do. So honestly, I had I have no complaints over yesterday, which I know is shocking, um, because I've also gotten to the point where I'm comfortable enough. When they ask me to do something I don't want to do, I just I just don't do it. And like and it's not it's not that it's I'm doing it to be an asshole. It's just I'm really un- uncomfortable. Like I'm not going to sing. Like I'm just <laughs> not going to do that. So I'm like, it's okay. And it's okay to say no. I'll do other things. Like I'm more than happy to do other things. And people are okay with that. So I think we've all found this kind of unison and coexistence and it's all working very well. Yeah. No, I was going to say that you've actually done yourself a huge service and everyone else that has to deal with you uh-huh. a huge service because now they ask something and you just say no and they don't. It's like, okay. Like it's not even like they don't even put up a fight. And I was in the room yesterday when they were like, all right, so we're asking some drivers to sing back home again in Indiana, but I was told you probably wouldn't. And you're like, absolutely not. Not going to happen. <laughs> and they're like, okay, then. And it was but just, like, just like, I'll, do the, the next thing. I'll do the other things. Like, yes, you played along with time. everything else. Yeah, you played along with everything else just fine. What was ironic is that little car race that went on the internet yesterday with Alex, Dev and I had nothing to do with any of the things we had. Those cars were there for something unrelated. And we were just like, well, I mean, let's race them. And they filmed it. It was not actually part of media in any way. (laughs) My Um, my buddy, uh, my buddy, Zach, like quote tweeted that with my rant about vacationing with you guys. 
And I was like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's, that actually tracks pretty well. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a, a good trip so far. Um, today we're filming um, one part of what's going to actually be a IndyCar national ad campaign of, of commercials. Um, so I'm doing one um, for Long Beach. Uh, which is really cool. Like I'm, I'm super pumped to a. Why well, you have something to do with Long Beach? I mean, it should have been three, James, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and and so like that, that's cool. And then the the best part about today, we're recording this on a Wednesday for for the listeners, is tomorrow. So when you all are hearing this, like we're all back. We're, we're actually driving race cars for the first time in a long time. Like actually, I uh, overheard David Lucas, and this is a little bit of an exaggeration, but I kind of understood his point. He was like visualizing last week, like just how to start the car. Like, yeah. it's, been, it's been that long that things that are very simple, right? You're actually going to have to think about. It. And what's also weird for me is the way the, the pit boxes are assigned. I am directly in front of the 27. <laughs> a real mom I can't wait for you to drive you into the, the wrong, wrong pit box. Yeah. <laughs> not get in the wrong car. I'll just I think I might stop in the wrong pit yeah. box at one point. Yeah. I mean, you should you should just do it anyway. Even if you don't I had that happen once. When I was racing the Atlantic series, I switched teams and I literally was parked next to him on like the second race of the season and I pulled straight in and looked at them and they just looked at me and I'm like, nope, and just kept driving forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be so a very weird, weird situation. That's going to be funny. Uh, this feels like a, like a bigger deal. This is going to be your first time in the car as a McLaren driver now. Yeah, man, but I love papaya. Papaya's been... <laughs> Pie has been a hell of a color for me so far. And it's I, a great fruit, you know, yeah. cool color, all yeah, for it's it. Delicious fruit. It's yeah. a delicious fruit. Because, um, yeah, you've literally not driven a race car since Laguna, right? I Other mean, than like straight line testing. That right, count. right. Um, exactly. So, no, I haven't. We did a you've little not bit. have done a lap of a car. Or yeah, we can Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird, but I'm excited. The, the season's finally finally getting close. Um, but a pretty big motor race kicked off the motorsport calendar this past weekend. Sure did. Probably did talk you, about that. Did you miss it? Did you miss the 24 in some ways? Yes, in some yeah. ways I did. Um, in other ways, I did not. Like it's, 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 it's kind of what I expected. Like I, in the beginning I was like, ah, totally pumped. So happy. I'm not there. So happy. And then you get a couple hours in and you're like, Hmm, that looks kind of cool. And then, but then you go to bed and you're like, I am so happy. I'm not there. And then you wake up in the morning and you're kind of trying to catch up on everything. You're like, Hmm, that looks cool. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, certainly it, it was, um, I enjoyed following along. It's something that I think that <clears throat> I'll make a, a little bit of an effort to to get back to next year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it was a, a an amazing an amazing race for for really one reason. And you know, we've we've kind of touched on the technology and everything that um, IMSA was doing with the LMDH and and a whole new car and powertrain package and electrification in some respects. And the fact that all but one, really. Um, I mean, probably all but two. I mean, there was car, all the cars finished, right? But like they were many, many laps down. 
but the fact that there was a legitimate, you know, five or six cars um, running to the end, there was a massive battle for the lead all the way to the last, you know, minute of the race, um, I think was a huge win and a very impressive display. Because honestly, I was going into that event thinking that LMP2 was going to win. I think I think a lot of people thought that even people on the GTP teams were, yeah. you know, speculating about that before the, the, the race started. Yeah. So the fact that it, an LMP2 didn't and that the GTPs were pretty much, you know, ran without major faults um, was was a very, very impressive. Yeah. One of the BMWs had a long time behind the wall. One of the Porsches had a short time behind the wall. Everyone else had like, you know, I think the Wayne Taylor car went and I, think, I don't even know if they went even back to the garage. They went behind the wall maybe for like three laps or four laps. And Right. But that was um, like a part that really had nothing to do with a new car. It was just a part that right. wasn't broken on anything. And they still ended up on the lead lap, you know, for that last restart, which is which, all that can matters. We talk, can we talk about how that team at the 24 hours of Daytona always finds a way? Like, okay, yeah. they did it, but they were, they were there. They were right there. And like they had to fight. Like they spent – a good chunk of the morning, two or three laps down and just like couldn't catch that break. We had the longest stretch of green flag running in that time. So they weren't getting cautions to get those laps back. And then it all just sort of, it all just sort of happened near the end. The last sort of three hours, they were able to claw those laps back with strategy and cautions and everything. And then, yeah, I mean, you had Philippe Albuquerque lining up behind, you know, the leader on that last restart, which is pretty much the worst case scenario for the guy (laughs) that's starting first. Um, but man, huge credit to Meyer Shank racing, uh, Blomquist did an incredible job getting pole. Like what he did on the qualifying weekend, I thought was super impressive with that one lap run to get the pole. And then the pace of that car, man, was just, is it was very clear to everybody. The Acura's were the class of the field. Um, and I think the, the Meyer Shank car was, you know, that little bit faster than the Wayne Taylor car really the whole time. They topped almost every session at the roar, started on pole, let a bunch did, of you, race. did you see that that stat that the top ten fastest laps in GTP were all the sixty, and it was all Tom? No, I did not see that. That is wild. Yeah. Can you think about how many laps those guys yes. are turning over the course of a twenty-four hour race each? And he yes. owned all ten yes. of the fastest laps of the race. So, like the right car won. It was an amazing display from them from from Acura. Um, so. Uh, Incredible to watch. Admittedly, very annoying that Elio now has four Indianapolis 500s and three 24. I mean, it's amazing. Like, it's kind of like or watching Tom Brady. Both, you know, it's, it's, it, it's, we're, you're never going to see it again. I don't think. I mean, it's the odds of, of witnessing something like that um, is, is pretty low. So we should appreciate it. But also being someone that has to share the track with him, it's just like, man. Do you kind of wish he was like Tom Brady in that he would retire as well? well I mean, he kind of did. Like he old. left IndyCar and then he came back and won another 500. Oh, so and... he is Tom Brady. Right. So, yes. then he, so then he's gone back to IndyCar. So he left sports cars, but now he's come back and he's won three Daytonas on the track. What's, phenom- what's phenomenal is he's like left championship winning teams and gone to other ones that haven't been championship winning teams and won the, the championships, the big so, races. Basically, he's Tom Brady. He is Tom Brady. <laughs> with better hair. Uh, yeah, with phenomenal hair. 
I mean, um, Tom Brady, Brady does not have great hair. I mean, Tom, he's I mean, Tom he's Brady has a better home life. He retired. He retired again. How do you feel, Alex? I feel like he should have. I'm, I'm pretty sad. Don't um, you feel like he should have stayed retired, though? Was it worth coming back this year? I mean, look, you have no like, idea what else was go going well, on in his at life. Least he lost his wife. I was going to say, I don't know what other things, what other motivating factors there were in his life. But let's just look purely from a sporting standpoint. Are you happy you got to see him for one more season or would you rather he had pieced out? Yeah, no, no. I mean, I'm, I, yes, I would like to see him play forever. Um, no. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, will he have regret? Possibly. Probably not, but possibly. Um, but no, I mean, I think, again, it was someone that, that transcended the sport in such a way that even if it wasn't like, going that well, like the numbers that he still put up this year were still like in the top five. Yeah. You're still going to be an employable quarterback. Right. And so it's not like it was a complete disaster or he got hurt or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, I think it was cool to see him give it one more go. Um, I really would have liked to see him like go to San Francisco or something to a team that was a little bit, you know, more well-rounded and and maybe he could have, kind of rode on the backs of, of some really awesome skill players to, to go to another, you know, championship game or something like that. But um, that's not the case. And he's now going to be a very highly paid commentator. So that's cool for him. Um, and so James is Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also – well, no, he doesn't have a wife anymore. As I say, I also have a wife that's more successful than me. Um, so, yeah, imagine – we've talked about this before, being Tom Brady and going home and being the second most successful person in your household. It's not the case anymore. Ah, poor Tom. So, actually, wait. We're not he's done doing, on – We're not. he's doing fine. We're not done on Daytona yet because we got to talk about that LMP2 finish. Mm. How mm. about racing for 24 hours? Leading – the last stint, leading the last lap, last corner, and then losing by 16 one thousandths of a second at the line. And look, just to be clear, this is not in any way a shot at Ben Hanley. Those guys did a great job. It was a great race. But the heartbreak of coming that close, like if the finish line was 10 feet closer to the exit of NASCAR turn four, he wins and that team wins. And like, man, so we're sitting up on the, on the peacock pit box with Steve Letarte. Who's awesome, by the way, like that guy, it's so easy to see why that guy was like such a successful, you know, cup crew chief, the way he, like the way his mind works, the way he looks at things. I've learned a lot from him. He's a really, really fascinating guy. Um, and he, he made the, uh, he made the comment about how as a, as the engineers or whatever, you know, you're as the crew people, you're making these decisions that you're hoping you don't regret, right? And that's strategy calls in that last stint, or like within the last few stints, it's making the call of which driver you're going to put in the car for the last stint, like all these decisions, and you hope you don't lose sleep over them. And I was like, after the race, I said to him, I was like, I can promise you the amount of sleep that Ben Hanley is going to lose over that is like, like the guy's going to be a straight up insomniac for the next month. And again, this is not a shot at him. This is just, this is just the reality. He did nothing who, wrong. Who do you think will lose or the total amount of sleep lost is higher or lower than JR? 
Oh. Also, not a shot at Jr. No, no, for sure. Yeah, just uh, another hor- a horrible situation that happened. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I don't even want to think about it. It's just I don't like it. I don't like the stuff. Like, I changed, like that's, that's, that's something, it's something you don't wish on your worst enemy. Like no, it's just sure, not, maybe maybe the Jr. comparison probably Jr. lost more sleep, so that's not fair. But let's let's go to Marco, like Marco versus Ben, like yeah. in terms of yeah, two thousand six City five hundred yeah. versus twenty twenty three. Yeah, man. Because no. yeah. ultimately, so like, tough. There's Ben Hanley. This is the day, 24 hours Daytona is his Indy 500. Like it's the same, it's the same, means the same thing to them. Yeah. Like when I, like I remember when I lost that race to Graham at Texas by eight one thousandths of a second, mm-hmm. I know how much state I lost over that. And that's just Texas. Right. So thinking about a Daytona or an Indy or whatever, I like, would you, would you have said, I mean, I don't think Ben could have done anything different like he tried to use that gt car in terms of like getting in front of it so that the the car behind didn't get a toe and it just was like there was just too much he was just too close like he couldn't overcome the drafts like there was nothing yeah. you do there's, there's i mean yeah short of short of like trying to throw a nascar style block and put you both in the fence like real austin syndric they don't have five hundred. Yeah, exactly. Like, what do you? There's really nothing else you can do. I kind of wish he had leaned on him a little bit, like at least right. a little door to door contact, or like pushed him up the wall, maybe towards the wall, just to like try maybe something. But like, on him, or yeah. Something. yeah, and or like, and then like try to cut back down and like mm-hmm. shortcut. You know, I don't know. It's it doesn't matter. Like, it's he had the momentum. He was he was going by him. He was going by Benny either way. It's just I felt so bad for him. And dude. The windward car in GTD. So that story is wild. I don't know who, like, how many people were following this story. This car's the Mercedes, the 57, the windward car, qualify on pole uh, the weekend, last weekend. Then in practice, running P1 in practice, Lucas Hours behind the wheel has this, has like the smallest little slip up in terms of he dropped two wheels on the exit of a corner that. A hundred cars drop two wheels on the exit of every day. And it just happened to hook his car towards the inside wall. He hit it at just the worst possible angle, straight on concrete, fractured his back, really bad accident, destroys the car. He's out of the race. Um, he's getting surgery, you know, across the street at the met at the hospital there. Just, just terrible. The team flies a crew guy to Houston where their shop is picks up their spare car, which was last year's car, puts it in a trailer, drives it up to Daytona. This is like, think of the, the number of hours you prep a race car for the 24, right? It's like one of the, it's the, we talk about months, right? You talk about the, the prep for, for the 8500 and the love those cars get. It's the same philosophy for the IMSA teams in the 24 hours. And that crew had to basically build a 24 hour car in 24 hours. And most teams, I guess I spend months doing it. I think they got to bed at 4 a.m. on Sunday, or sorry, Saturday morning, having to be back at the track by eight or nine to actually do the race and stay up that entire time they were. And they drafted in Daniel Morad, who runs in their Michelin pilot car, who's had a lot of success in IMSA, uh, already has a Rolex. And Dan kills it. The whole team is doing incredible. They run in the top two or three all night long. And on the last restart, I'm talking 20 minutes to go. They get a little bit of side door, door banging. 
pushes them out to a wall, clips the wall, breaks the suspension, they done. And it was just heartbreaking, man, because I think they were running second at the time, trying to chase down the leader. It was going to be such a storybook finish. But, I mean, credit to all the drivers, to the whole team. Everybody just left everything out on the line there, and it was winner bust, and I give them a lot of credit for that. But, man, it was it was shaping up to be such a beautiful ending, and it just, oh, man. But we more, more importantly, we wish Lucas all the best in his recovery. Uh, you never like to see a guy get hurt. But uh, there was so many cool stories, man. It was a really, really great race. Up 28% on the TV ratings. Not that, you know, I would have to anything, you have to worry about that anyway. Uh, so go team NBC. And uh, yeah, it was quite a weekend. It was a lot of fun. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I you're wrong. We need to talk about the fact that okay. So for those that don't know, GTD right is divided into. I believe it's it's pronounced GTD. is divided into GTD and then GTD Pro. They're all GT3 cars now. There's no GTLM. There's no better version. The only difference is in GTD you have to have an amateur driver of some sort, right? Whereas GTD Pro, it's all pros, all factory guys, professionals. A GTD Pro-Am car beat GTD Pro, okay? Shouldn't there be some sort of like, shouldn't we be talking about that more? Like, I feel like that should be like a big deal. Okay, so. Pro-Am car beat all the professionals. So I did see this complaint on the internet a couple times after the race. And I have thoughts. So last year, 2022, was the first year that the two classes sort of converged on rules. So there was zero difference between the cars. There used to be a difference in engine and tires, whatever. Now they're exactly the same, right? 
So 50% of the driver lineup in the pro-am class are pros. So they should for every, for the, they should be as fast as the pros, right? Mm-hmm. So like we made a deal about the fact that I think the top three in qualifying were all actually GTD cars. The first GTD pro car was in P4 of the GTD overall class, basically. So we made, we made some mention of that. And throughout the race, we made mention of that. But it's also like, it's not, to me, it wasn't as big a story anymore because we, that whole concept started last year and we've kind of established, yeah, well, half that driver lineup of pros. And in a 24-hour race, you can put your AM in for one stint at a time. Yellow flags will get you laps back and that sort of thing. You're also looking at, I want to say there were like 20-something, 20 22 maybe, GTD cars and nine GTD Pro cars. Of the nine GTD Pro cars, one, two, three, I think at least four of them were a new model car. Ferrari had a new 296, Porsche had a new 911, and both of them were insanely slow. So whether the manufacturers missed it or the BOP was off or whatever, like they weren't even in the conversation. They were so slow. So you're like, okay, we've got 22 GTD teams that are pro-ams and you've got five GTD pro teams. So yes, on pit stops and strategy and whatever, you would like to think that the pro teams are going to outperform the other teams. But the cars are the same. The pro drivers against the pro drivers at the end are the same. So it's it's not actually as surprising. If it was like a pure AM lineup and they beat the pros, absolutely. You'd be you'd be like right. screaming from the rooftops. But so I I see I sure. see it. It is still should a great accomplishment. They, but should they not do you not think they should get like double the watches? <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do not. I do not, because they won in class. It doesn't matter. I mean, your, yeah. your argument should be, does the GTD Pro winner deserve a watch if they got beat by a GTD car? Right. I mean, I guess I guess had the scenario happened where an LMP2 car happened to beat a GTP car because of reliability, you wouldn't give double watches to the P2 car. The GTP winner still gets his watch. Right. Or her watch. Right. Interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. That's that's a fair point. Um, yeah. So it's it is a huge accomplishment, and they deserve a lot of credit. But it, like we were talking about the overall winner, Elio's mm-hmm. three in a row. You know the LMP two finish. So yeah, you just you ran out of words to say. We we had ran out of time. Like yeah. if we had a, a two hour post show, we could have covered everything. But we ran out of time right. in a twenty four hour broadcast. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> okay, guys, I have a. I have a grinds my gears. I know. Oh, it's I, I got one too. No, no, but you go okay. ahead. Then you, know, you go first. No, no, no. I, I want you to start. I start. think. I think we should do away with the entire process of watching shows that you recommend to your friends together, because I don't think it's an enjoyable experience for anybody. Because if you're recommending a show and you sit there and watch it with your friend then you're constantly just looking at your friend to make sure they're liking it. And if you're watching a show that your friend recommended and they're there, you're just like constantly worried that they're watching to gauge your reaction. It, it just it ruins the whole show for all parties involved. I think if you recommend a show for somebody, it should be assumed that you don't watch it with that person. It's just like, okay, Hey, watch this and let me know after the fact, like yeah. you shouldn't, I think the whole process should be done away with. I didn't understand you too much about what people think of you. 
Uh, no, isn't that that is very stressful? I think when you recommend it's like when you show somebody a YouTube video, like, hey, this is funny. Let's watch it together. Yeah. I would rather die. I would rather I would rather just get hit by a truck than, okay. than go through that experience. First of all, we can arrange that. Second of all, I see what you're going <laughs> for. And I don't. Yeah, I don't disagree. I, I'm not quite as passionate about this topic as you are, but I definitely see how those situations arise. And I'm sure I've been I've definitely been in with the YouTube thing. Like, oh, check out this funny yeah, sketch that's I saw. more apt. That's more and they're apt. just like not getting it at all. I'm like, OK, we can't be friends anymore. That's that's the unfortunate thing is it, it leads to the end of friendships because you realize, oh, you're not actually my people. Yeah. It's uh, you're not uh, you're not literally people the, people. The only positive experience I've had with somebody being like, "Hey, you'll love this show. Let's watch it and sit and watch it," is when Alex introduced me to Ted Lasso, and that's it. But every other experience, it's just been nerve wracking, and I hate it. And I think that's because Alex, you're not friendship is enough. Where I would just be like, "Yeah, I don't like this," and there wouldn't be pressure. You'd be like, "All right, fair enough." Like because <laughs> with everybody else, it's like you say you have that kind of pressure. It's like. All right, well, if you don't like this, this alters our friendship. You know what? I've actually got a great example of this, like that where it could have gone south. So, Alex, Tim, did you see Spirited? No. Oh, that movie, man. <laughs> so this Christmas Spirited came out with Ryan Reynolds and Will Oh, Ferrell. that Christmas one. I saw part of it and I hated it. Two- <laughs> I had to stop. Correct. Two of my favorite I actors. Love, I love both of those people and yeah. I love Christmas movies. And I love the storyline. Like, I love that story in general. But so friends of ours posted on like Instagram or something about how this was like such a brilliant film. People like we, whose opinion on this we really respect. And they were like absolutely loving it. I heard a couple other people say they absolutely loved it. Like best Christmas movie of all time. And then I think you were the first one, Alex, that I spoke to that like I know like I spoke to about it. And you were like, yeah, I couldn't finish it. It was so bad. I turned it off. I'm like, oh, that's weird. You're just a Scrooge. And then I talked to like two other people. They were like, oh, it was so terrible. I turned it off. Couldn't even get through the thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, there were two camps of people. It was either you like they like literally thought it was a cinematic masterpiece or thought it was such a waste of time. I'm not giving it another hour after the first hour that it took away from me. And I'm like, imagine I had sat in the room. And honestly, here's the thing. Becky and I kind of landed in the middle. So we're weird because everyone else seems to be pretty polarized on that. We're pretty in the middle. But I was like, if we had sat with my opinion on both you and Becky, that's fair. Oh, I literally Vegas have. They're all neutral. Mm-hmm. We're the Switzerland they're of North America. Swiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, our flags are both red and white. You know, it's. You know, you might not like the Swiss, but their flag's a big plus. <laughs> How does NASA organize a party? How? They plan it. Damn it. <laughs> both both very good. Very good. Uh, dad joke of the day. Okay. You want to go right. to the bar on the moon? It's good drinks, but there's no real atmosphere. <laughs> oh. Oh. Here you go soon. Uh, okay. Sorry, we cut off. We went on a tangent on dad jokes. So you're going to finish your point or did you forget it? No, I think that no, I think that was it. It was just that could have been really. If I had sorry, if I had sat with Alex and if Becky and I had sat with Alex and Kelly, we would have been like, well, no, let's finish it. And they would have been like, no, absolutely not, we're not finishing this. Or if we were in this other no, couple, I, they I would have been like, how great was that? I'd be like, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was. I like there was parts I liked. <laughs> it's like, uh, all right, you said you have a grinds my gears. I do. I have grinds my gears. 
And look, let me just start it by saying everybody farts. Let's go throw that out there. Nothing to do with the grinds my gears. I just want to get that out there. So, no, I'm kidding. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, this has been a great episode. <laughs> we travel a lot, right? So, yeah. you go to hotel gyms a lot. Yeah. And the other day, I was at a gym and I was running on the treadmill. And the, the, when we got there, the treadmills were pretty much full. There was one left. So, I got on the one on the end. And I started running. Like urinals, like you don't want to be next to someone, but sometimes you don't have a choice. Well, you yeah, for sure. Space there, yeah. For sure. But like, but like, you know, you take what's left, no problem. So sure. it's fine. We're running 20 minutes into the run. No big I deal. also pee on the treadmill. So that is some a unique thing that you do. Yes. You know what a treadmill is? I go to the gym now. Say, that's why he's not allowed in any gym is because he uses the <laughs> treadmills as urinals. He's made sure he can't work out by getting himself banned from every gym in LA. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm not trying about, and so everyone else has now cleared off. They've done their thing, except the one guy right next to me. Okay, so it's it's literally the two of us left. And I'm running, and I'm running, and Alex, look, you've been here. Early morning runs, early morning workouts. You know, it gets things flowing and moving. And every once in a while, you have to, you know, you got to drop a bomb. And sometimes it's harmless. And sometimes it's fatal. And <laughs> yeah. I, and we've yeah. all been there. We've all been there. So like for it to happen, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to let it slide. This. Just like they did. They sure did. This aroma <laughs> enveloped my head in a way that like, it was so tough to not react aggressively and just like shame this guy. It was so I like I had my my towel and I kept like pretending to wipe my face and I was literally just breathing into the towel. It was it was bad. And I was like, man, I get it. That was rough, though. That was rough. If I'm that guy <laughs> at that point, I acknowledge what happened because you can also <laughs> smell it. And you know that the guy next to you can smell it. And there's no one else in the gym to blame. How, it. how are you going to acknowledge it? I think. No, I don't think you acknowledge. No, no, no. No, no. Sorry. Sorry. I no, 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 just... no, no. I don't mean I don't mean acknowledge it to me. I mean, like. Oh. Acknowledge it to yourself that like oh, that right. was yeah. really bad. So if I you feel stop. another one coming on, you should just stop your workout and leave. Because like <laughs> honestly, he was walking. He wasn't even running. He was walking. So then it hits me again like five minutes later. I'm like, now that's just being that's just <laughs> rude. Okay. Cause you know, you know, and there's just two of us. And it's, it's not like the so other one's gonna best. be setless. It's not gonna just be two better. of you at this point. Just two of us. So Did the, he, yeah, see, this is the only way he could have redeemed himself is if he tried to blame it on you. <laughs> so I'm like, dude, that's gross. <laughs> so the second one was rude. The third one was just downright offensive. And he did point, it a third, third time. Why are you still there? there? Yeah, why, why are, are you there? Like, Today's yeah, you know time. what? You're right. Fool me <laughs> once. Fool me twice. Yeah, you're right. I should have. Yeah, today's just a today's just a recovery day. I'm getting off this red mill. Because I yeah, by honestly. The, by the third time you get hot boxed in the gym by farts, that's I, on you for not leaving. I did not think that this guy had the audacity <laughs> to do it again. I thought I'd lived through it twice. There's no. Well, also, way. why didn't you move treadmills? At well, the second I, one, if it's that bad, and you said, I mean, it why didn't like, you just not go to the bathroom? That's what I'm saying. Like, just take a break, go your brains out, and then come back, and everything's fine. But he didn't do that, guys, and it would really suck for me. It was really bad. 
It was really That's bad. Tough, man. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough. The, um, worst, the worst one is when we're at Pit Fit and it's like the 10K relay on the skier day. And I am just it's just such a bad right. Everybody just hates that workout so much that like you you get like the nervous poops before you even start because your your body's like, oh, my God, we're doing this. No, anything to not do this. And your stomach just starts turning like, hold on, give me 30 seconds. You got to run to the bathroom real quick. You have never in 30 seconds in your life. Oh, God. No, no, not me. No, no, no. It takes <laughs> yeah. me 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you should see a doctor. You should. Uh-huh. <laughs> When you have twice as many buttholes, sometimes it takes longer. <laughs> it should well, guys, go faster. <laughs> remember, remember last week when we were like, "We're going to be professional and intelligent." I don't talk about butts anymore. Six days. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you threw intelligent in there. Nobody else said intelligent. I think. I think. By the way, we combine our our grinds my gears, and we have a solution. Next time somebody's showing you a video that they insist you'll like and you don't like <laughs> just it, just really let it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, problems solved. <laughs> and on that literal bombshell, I, I think we see the end of today. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Off Track is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. And if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. We're at Ask Off Track on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Tim, though I have no idea why you would, he's at The Tim Durham on Twitter. Find us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for exclusive video content. The music you heard on this episode is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. You can find him online at hollandpattonpubliclibrary.com. Off Track is produced by Tim Durham, and by that, we mean fit. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.